I'm going to start with prayer. I need to pray. Everybody needs to pray. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this morning. God, I thank you for every morning that we get to wake up and we get to spend time with you. Um, God, I thank you that we have a place that we get to come and, and, and hang out as a, as a group of friends and family and, and worship you and sing songs about you and, and uh, read words written about you and, and um, just open up our hearts to you. Uh, God, I pray that we can do that to you. Uh, we can open up our hearts and that you will speak to us. Um, and, uh, and God, I just, I just hope that we can just be really good listeners. And, uh, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So in asking God uh, leading up to today on what he would have me talk about, uh, the subject came up a couple times and I kind of kept asking, like, are you sure? Like, and he was like, yeah, I'm sure. And then another day went by. I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, I'm sure. And I'm like, okay, well. All right, so if uh, I know it's for somebody, maybe a lot of people, um, and if it steps on some toes, there's, there's good news at the end, like there's good news every day, right? But there's good news at the end, but if it's stepping on some toes, there's probably a reason for it, and uh, so I'll just preface with that. But anyway, so um, the theme of the message is, are you living free? And that's not necessarily just saying, are you living free, like, are you saved? Okay, because that's, I mean, that, that, that is a very good question. That's a good question to ask. Are you free? Uh, are you free from eternal damnation? If you are in, in Christ Jesus, then the answer for that is yes. Uh, this isn't necessarily what we're going to be talking about this morning, but it is a good question to ask yourself anyways. So, are you free, living free, the question is this morning is, in Christ, are you living freely? Because there is a way to be in Christ, to, to have Jesus as your personal Savior, but still be living in all kinds of junk, right? So <clears throat> we're going to, uh, and there's, there's, there's all kinds of verses that can talk about all that kind of stuff. And, and so these are the verses that, that God led me to. And uh, so we're going to go through them and, and kind of pick them out and, uh, and, and see what God speaks to us about, okay? Sound good? Cool. All right. <laughs> uh, James 5, 12 through 16. It's going to be up on the board. You can open up your Bible and highlight or whatever you want. So we're going to read through all these verses first, and then we'll, uh, then we'll go through it. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes mean yes and your no mean no so that you won't fall under judgment. Is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone cheerful? He should sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? He should call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick person, and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, so that you may be healed the prayer of a righteous person is a very is very powerful in its effect. I think those are cool verses, personally. Um, and so we're gonna start we're gonna start first, and uh, and and there's a couple there's a couple points I want to hit dealing with sectioning off these uh, these verses that we just read, 
and, and, and we'll kind of go on some other verses that are going to kind of elaborate a little bit more in the, in the journey that I believe God had me going through in analyzing this, uh, this piece of scripture. And the first point is about are we living free and having truthful speech. The first question or the first challenge is to communicate clearly. In the beginning there, in, in verse 12, it says, Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear either by heaven or, or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes mean yes and your no mean no, so that you won't fall under judgment. To me, that says we shouldn't have to say anything else other than yes or no, because our yes always means yes, and our no always, always means no. Um, and so... The challenge for us is how, how are we measuring up to that, you know? Do we say yes sometimes out of fear of, you know, somebody being mad at us or whatever? Or are we saying no for, for whatever reason? Are, are, are our yeses always yes or our no always no? And so the challenge there is you, you shouldn't have to swear. You shouldn't say, oh, yes, I, I, I swear. Like, I promise. Like, this is, I'm telling the truth. Like, you shouldn't have to do that because it should all, the proof should be in the pudding, so to speak, right? Um, so the verses that I want to uh, the verse that I want to talk about with communicating clearly comes out of Ephesians, Ephesians four twenty five through twenty nine. <clears throat> Therefore, putting away lying, speaking the truth, each one to his neighbor, because we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger, and don't give the devil devil the devil, an opportunity. Let the thief no longer steal. Instead, he is to do honest work with his own hands so that he has something to share with anyone in need. No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building someone up in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. Okay? So as a body of Christ, or as just a well-functioning member of society, uh, <laughs> I believe that this first, well, this whole, this whole thing is, is something good to go by, but this first part, therefore putting away lying, speak the truth, each one another to his neighbor, because our mem we are members of one another. So we should all be speaking the truth to people, right? Even when it's hard. It's hard sometimes to speak the truth because we might be afraid it might hurt somebody's feelings. Uh, we might be, have a fear of rejection, Right? might feel like that person's going to leave us or, you know, whatever reason. We get put in situations where we get vulnerable and we feel like we should open up and tell the truth or be truthful with somebody, <clears throat> but for whatever reason, we don't do it. Um, and, and then it goes on, be angry and do not sin. Uh, the Bible never says that being angry is a sin. Um, so be angry, but do not sin. So it's okay to get upset about something. That's, I mean, to me, that's what it's saying because we're, we're going to get upset about things. So things are going to come across us in a wrong way and we're going to be angry. We're going to get upset about it. But do not sin. What does that mean? Well, that means not acting like a... What's a... You know what I mean. You know, don't show your hiney. Is that a good pulpit phrase? Um... Sorry, sometimes I have all the wrong words coming in my head, and uh, 
you know, it goes actually down here, like, don't, sh no foul language should come from your mouth on verse 29. But uh, thankfully, my filter works almost like 99.9% .9 of the time. Anyways, so be angry and do not sin. Okay, so it's okay to be angry, but don't act, don't act like a jerk. Thank you. That's a good one. Don't act like a jerk. All right. Speak truth. Speak in grace. Speak in love. If you're angry with somebody, go up to him and talk to him. Like, hey, man, you hurt my feelings. I mean, that's not anything rude to say, I don't think. But in today's society, it's kind of, you can't really do that, can you? You can't really say, hey, man, you hurt my feelings. Because then you're like, whoa, you're offended? <clears throat> so this is going to get fact-checked later, just so you know. Um, <laughs> be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. All right? So living free, don't letting the sun go down on your anger. How many times have you let the sun go down and still be in anger and not take care of whatever disresolution, if that's a word, that's going on with the other person. How many times have you guys let that happen and it just keeps stewing and stewing and stewing and stewing? This is really good advice right here. Don't let the sun go down with your anger because it's just going to keep twirling and twirling and twirling and then Satan's going to keep lying and lying and lying and lying. So you've got to talk about it. You have to, you have to communicate clearly. You have to communicate clearly. You have to tell the truth. You have to be honest in your words, and you have to communicate clearly. If you're not communicating clearly and you are talking to somebody and they're like, hey, what's going on with you? And, and then you try to have this conversation to, to, to heal up, and nobody wants to communicate clearly and tell the truth, and then you walk away and they're like, I don't really know how they actually feel. Like, and then you're more confused after you walk away from it. I know spouses, we all know what we're talking about. Like, you all know what I'm talking about, right? Like, you, you're laying in bed at night, and you're trying to talk it out. And uh, this, honey, we're doing good. Don't worry, okay? But uh, my wife and I haven't had any fights lately, so we're, we're all good. That's not why I brought that up. But uh, I don't know I feel the need to explain myself, but I am. <laughs> trying to cover my bases here. But... um. You know, so you're lying up at night and you're trying to talk it out or whatever, or maybe you're not even talking it out because you don't, you, you, you don't want to be honest with each other, you know? But, I mean, so how many times have you guys actually talked it out and had those moments where you communicated clearly and then everything walked away and then you're like, man, I feel better, right? You feel better. You feel free. You, that's living free, communicating clearly. That's one step to living free. And then it, and then, uh, yeah, so then what's the next step for this in the next little, little, uh, little verses here? So it talks about, we'll go back to James, uh, James 5. In verse 13, it starts off, Is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone cheerful? He should sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? He should call for the elders of the church so they can pray over him, anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. So the thing that came out of that to me, that spoke to me, is humbling ourselves. That's a, that's a heavy one, right? Humbling ourselves. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's not popular uh, to be humble, you know? As a, as a man, you got to be strong. You got to be, you know, men don't cry. 
And, uh, you know, men don't, men are, you know, women are never wrong. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, <laughs> women are never wrong. <laughs> uh, you know, you got to be humble. You got to humble yourselves. If you're going to live free, you got you to gotta be humble, right? Because no matter how much you tell yourself or you tell that other person that you're right, you still know that you're wrong, you know, and you got to live, you got to live with that. It's, it's a burden. It comes on you. It's heavy. You're not free. You're not free unless you're being humble. Uh, it's a very short verse, James 4.10. It says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will exalt you. If we're not humble, we're going to be, there, there's all kinds of weight that's going to be on top of us because you got to keep up that persona, right? Like if you're like this macho guy or, you know, this, this person that has to always be right or, you know, whatever, and you're spinning lies or you're doing whatever and you've got to put on this facade, I mean, that's a, that's a heavy burden, you know? Um, I haven't really honestly caught myself into doing those things on a regular basis and feeling like having to carry those things, but I know people that are like that. And I can see how heavy of a burden that has to be to live that way. Um, so we got to humble ourselves. We got to humble ourselves with our friends, with our spouses, uh, and and we got to humble ourselves with God, right? We got to humble ourselves with God. Uh, the truth of the matter is that God knows everything, right? Even if we don't tell him the truth, even if we don't communicate clearly with God, he already knows the truth. It's not really for us or for him because he already knows it. It's for us. It's for us. It's for us to live free. When we communicate clearly and we, we speak honestly and, we, and our yeses mean yes and our no means no, then that's how we start to humble ourselves and we can get freed up with our friends and with God, right? And that leads on to the next little theme. Own up to your failures. Whew, that's a big one. Own up to your failures. Who likes failing? Nobody raise their hands. <laughs> Nobody likes failing. I hate failing. It's the worst thing ever. Like, even if I don't try, I still hate failing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, even if you don't try and you're like, man, I'm going to fail anyways, like, it's still like, I don't know. You, you don't even get the satisfaction out of failing when you try to fail. I don't anyway. <laughs> But uh, nobody, nobody likes to fail. And most, mostly, no, it seems like a lot of people don't like to own up to the fa their failures. And that segues from humbling yourselves. You've got to be humble if you're going to own up to your failures, right? And so when you're covering up all your failures and you're trying to, trying to act like everything's okay, and, you know, that song that's out now, you say you're okay, but you're not. So y'all know what I'm talking about. I... I don't know the whole, yeah. So <clears throat> I'll confess and be honest and, 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 and humble myself and say that I really don't like that song. Um, not the words or nothing really bothers me about it as far as like doctrine or anything like that. But I don't know, man. That's just, I, don't know, I, just, I just don't particularly like the song. And that's okay, right? Everybody, I don't have to like every song that's ever created, right? So anyways, but that song kept coming up in the past like week and a half. Like every time I was like, turning on my phone to listen to music. That song came on. Every time I was in the car riding to go to the, you know, Guy Sealy or wherever, that song was on. I was like, man, I'm like, God, what are you doing? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't like this song. I want to listen to another song that I like. But it talks about 
it talks about this. It talks about this, exactly what we're talking about. It talks about owning up to your failures, right? You say you're okay, but you're not. And it's hard to do. It's really hard to do. But how much freedom comes from owning up to your failures when you finally go to that person and you say, you know what, man, I screwed up. I'm really sorry. Feels good. It, it kind of stinks at first. I almost said the other S word. S-U-C-K. I spelled it. Now it's just as bad. But uh, <laughs> I was informed that that's not a pulpit term, so I try not to say it. <laughs> you should make a list. You should make a list. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't follow them all. Um, and not on purpose. But, uh, you know, it, it might really be terrible at first when you do finally own up to your failures and you humble yourself and you communicate clearly and you're like, I'm sorry, please forgive me. You're going you're gonna to put yourself in a vulnerable position. But you know what? I know that in those moments that you have done that, you have seen how free you are from that particular thing after you play through it, right? And it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. But what happens is, is, is those, those moments leading up to it, that fear gets into you and Satan talks to you and all these kinds of things happen. And then for whatever reason, you know, we're afraid to do it. And not just with people, but we got to own up to our failures with God. You know, like I talked just a couple seconds ago, God knows everything anyways, but we're supposed to confess our sins to God anyway. You know, it might sound weird that an all-knowing God still wants us to tell him what we did. Like in the garden, when Adam and Eve sinned against him, he knew where they were. He knew what they were doing. He didn't have to ask them. I mean, parents, y'all know, know what I'm talking about. Like you go in the room and your kid's in the middle of doing something. And you're like, what are you doing? You know what they're doing. But you want, like, you want that communication to go. You want them to own up to what they're doing, right? God wants us to do that, and it's not for him, because he already knows. He already knows it's for us. He wants us to have a pure relationship with him, and that can only happen from owning up to our failures, being honest, communicating clearly, and being humble. It's for us. It's for our good. That's why God has all these rules and has all these things. It's all for our good. Right? It's not because he wants to be this, this tyrannical God that wants to make us miserable and all this kind of stuff. It's because it's for our good. He loves us. He's our dad. He's our spiritual father. <clears throat> Let's read the verse that goes to own to your failures. Proverbs 28, 13. The one who conceals his sins will not prosper. Wow. The one who conceals his sins will not prosper. But whoever confesses and renounces them will find mercy. <sighs> now, unfortunately, every time that when you confess your sins to God, you will find mercy. Um, unfortunately, in the world, we live in a broken world. You know, we're not always going to find forgiveness in the world. Uh, however, that doesn't give, an, give us an excuse to not live this way uh, that's, that's, that's when the fear comes in but who conceals his sins will not prosper but whoever confesses and renounces him will find mercy especially in this body of Christ 
You know, we're supposed to treat each other with grace and mercy, right? Just like Jesus does, just like God does. And so we should be able to be honest, vulnerable, communicate clearly with each other. We should be able to confess, confess our sins with each other and find that mercy, right? Amen? Amen. All right. Um, but it's hard to do. <clears throat> it's hard to do because we've been burned so many times in our lives, right? We've been vulnerable so many times in our lives and we've gotten burned. Maybe that's why you don't confess to God. Maybe you've been burned so many times in your life that, that you've confessed your sins to, you know, you don't have to use the word sins. You, can, you confessed your failures to somebody and you got burned over and over and over again and now that's why you don't take your sins or you take, that's why you're not vulnerable with God. <clears throat> but God's perfect. His love is perfect. His grace is perfect. His mercy is perfect. He'll forgive you every time. Every time, all the time. Whoever confesses and renounces him will find mercy. That's awesome. That's, a, that's an awesome, awesome promise. Um, and the challenge is, is double-sided also. How, how many times do we give mercy when somebody confesses their sin to us? That's hard too, right? When you've been hurt really bad. Um. To give mercy. <clears throat> Sorry. Anyways, so um, so what now? You know, now that we all kind of feel cruddy, <laughs> we feel like we haven't measured up. <laughs> it's like, dang, this message was really a downer. Why does that guy? Why did that guy have to speak this morning? So what now? Like, what now? The gospel isn't about misery. It's not about. Uh, it's not about feeling bad about yourself all the time. The gospel is, is the good news, right? The good news, not the bad news, the good news. So what do we do now? Well, I'll tell you. It comes out of Philippians 3, 12 through 14. <clears throat> we move forward towards Christ, all right? In our failures, in our, in our shortcomings, in our whatever you want to call it, we get to this point to where, to where we feel low, right? <clears throat> We've confessed our sins, Either the person's forgiven us or hasn't forgiven us. Sometimes we have a hard time forgiving ourselves. But we get to this point to where we feel kind of low. And then what? What do we do? Well, Philippians 3.12 through 14 says, Not that I have already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I'm making every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. So Paul's talking about... uh, reaching perfection here. He's talking about reaching uh, just a perfection. And uh, he's just saying, not that I have reached that goal of perfection. Verse 13, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, being perfection, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. I pursue my goal, the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. All right. So Paul advises us, and it's a pretty common, I think, popular philosophy, right? I don't want to get too uh, psychological, whatever. Um, but forgetting what's behind you and moving forward, right? You just got to let it go and you got to move forward, right? So, but it's not just moving forward. It is, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself taking hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind me and reaching forward to what is ahead, 
I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. He mo- he's moving forward in Christ. You gotta move forward in Christ, all right? So when we get to the, those points, we gotta move forward in Christ <clears throat> and move forward in the promises of Christ and hold on to all those promises of Christ that we are forgiven, we have given mercy, there is grace, there is all these things and just keep moving forward and, and, and not looking back because what do, what do those things behind us do? It's baggage, right? You're just walking around carrying all this baggage. You're like, Lindsay and I have gone through the airport lots of times as missionaries. Maybe you've done it too, Mike. Uh, going through, maybe you don't because you probably you probably fly just with your carry on and that's it. But anyways, when uh, when Lindsay and I ever traveled, especially after having three kids, uh, when we had our two kids and we moved back from Panama, man, we had so much baggage. It was crazy. And we had everything that we owned, and it really wasn't a lot once you, once you, like, everything that we owned when we moved back could probably fit in this square of carpet right here. It wasn't a whole lot. It was a cool place to be because, I mean, we didn't, have, we didn't have any baggage. How good does that feel when you don't have a lot of stuff? Anyways, that's besides the point. So walking through the airport and you got all this stuff, man, it's hard to move around. It's hard to do anything. You can't, you can't do anything when you're, when you're, you know, you got one suitcase in the front, one suitcase in the back, one backpack in the back, one backpack in the front, and then you got like a, a surfboard bag, like trying to haul that thing, and then Lindsay's got like one kid, like, you know, it's like, it's crazy. You can't operate like that. And so when we, when we, Unless we move forward in Christ, we're still carrying all that stinking baggage, right? We still got all that baggage with us. We're not going to be able to operate and live free. That's the whole point of this message, living free. Who can live free when you got all that weight of all that baggage on you? You can't. You absolutely can't. God wants us to be full of the Holy Spirit. The analogy of, of a full glass what does that mean? A fool of the Holy Spirit. That means there's nothing else in it. Fool of the Holy Spirit. If, there, if there's anything else in it, then the, if, if it's this much Holy Spirit and this much whatever else, it's not full of the Holy Spirit. It's half and half or three quarters and a quarter or whatever you want to call it, right? He wants us to be full of the Holy Spirit. So all that junk, all that junk's got to be left behind. It's all got to go bye-bye, okay? And it doesn't just happen. You can't just like, poof, it's gone. But... You've got to communicate clearly. You've got to humble yourself. You've got to own up to your failures. And you've got to move forward in Christ. You've got to do those things. If you don't do those things, you're going to be carrying around all that junk your whole life. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to be old. And nothing against you old people. I don't want to be old. <laughs> Man. <clears throat> I hope, I, I hope, I, like, I tell my wife all the time, I was like, one of my, like, I'm so excited to get older so I can just sit on my porch and just yell at people and say whatever I want. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can get away with it. You can do whatever you want. I'm so excited. <laughs> senior years. All right. I can't wait to get senior <laughs> but we can live our whole lives carrying around that baggage. We can, we, can, we can walk our whole lives 
without getting honest about something, without, some, without telling somebody the truth about something. And, and some of you guys, that may be super personal for you. Some of you, you might just know a story of somebody that you know that does that, or some of you just may see a movie, you know, about it where, you know, it goes through the, you know, father-son goes through their whole lives, and then, and then, you know, didn't get to hear his dad tell him he loved him until the very end of the movie, you know, when dad's dying or whatever. Like, that's, that's tough stuff. Makes me want to cry. But, uh, like, who, who wants to live their whole lives with that baggage, with not being humble, with not communicating clearly, telling somebody that you love them or telling, some, telling somebody that you're sorry or asking for forgiveness and all that kind of stuff? Like, that's a heavy, that's a heavy thought to deal with. And... Um, so those are the things that God challenges me with, and I believe that he does that for me because he loves me, and he doesn't want me to get all old with all that baggage and all that kind of stuff. And so the challenge for all of us is to kind of self-reflect right now. Where are you guys on all that? Right? Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're, you know, you're neck deep in it or whatever you want to call it, or maybe you're, you're just going through you know, a little thing, and either one is is there's freedom in it, and we can live free in it. And that's what I pray for us, and that's what I pray for you guys. Um, but you got to do those things. You got to communicate clearly. You have to humble yourself. You have to own up to your failures. And then even when it feels like there's no hope, you got to move forward. You got to leave the junk behind and move forward in Christ Jesus. So. I don't know how super, super early we are, but uh, that's all I got. I could talk story and probably say a bunch of stuff I shouldn't, but um, let's pray. <laughs> God, I, uh, again, I thank you for today. Um, God, I thank you that you love us so much that you gave us uh, instructions for living and um, that you speak to us on a daily basis and, and counsel us and guide us and direct us. Um, you're always there for us, God. Uh, no matter how far we feel like we've run, ran from you or turned from you, you're, 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 you're right there next to us all the time. And I thank you for that. Um, God, I pray for, for the person that doesn't feel like that. Uh, God, I pray that that person will, will just feel your presence and feel your closeness. Um, God, I pray that uh, no matter how many times we get burned in life, uh, that we can just keep moving forward with being, uh, being honest with you, being honest with others, with communicating clearly and humbling ourselves and owning up to our failures. We're imperfect, God. You're the only one that's perfect and the only one that ever will be perfect. And so who's, who, who's to say that we should be perfect? But God, just help us to be humble and help us to, to just have grace and mercy with the people that, aren't, that, that, that are imperfect as well. Um, God, I thank you that, uh, that there is a goal to reach. God, there is, a, there, there is a day that we will all have the opportunity to, to be with you through Christ Jesus, we will get to be in heaven with you, hanging out with you, doing whatever you do in heaven. It, it, it's, I know it's going to be awesome. 
it's going to be the coolest, coolest thing that anyone could ever imagine. And, um, and I thank you that you have made that possible through Jesus. Uh, so God, just help us to continually move forward in Christ Jesus, leave all the baggage behind, and just have faith that, that, that you're going to be with us every step, every step of the way. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen.